on today's Question of Faith. It's show 100. Hey everybody, and this is Question of Faith. I'm Mike Hayes, and I am the host of Question of Faith. I'm the director of Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland. I'm Father Damian Ferentz, a vicar for evangelization. Can you believe it's 100 shows? No, but I'm, I, well, yes, I'm excited about it. We're, we've, we've come a long way. We're in a new studio. We also have cameras on us for the very, yeah, first, for the very time. first time. Hey, everybody. So, the, yeah, it's wild. Now, so, someone's going to point out that it's really more than 100 shows because we did some special episodes and things like that that we didn't count in the numbering of oh, the really? show. Oh, really? They, they, they pointed that out during, like, 50 shows, I think, a while back. Like, you guys are more than 50 shows. Yeah, we know. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> but we're, we, we number them, like, the special episodes we didn't count in the, in the count. So we're probably, like, 104 or something like that. But hmm. Well, Mike is the expert, so he is the one who records and then edits and then um, uploads. So mm-hmm. I, I actually don't know. But I listen almost every week um, to the show. In the car? Is that mm-hmm. what you listen yeah. to in the car yeah. or while you're working out, both of those I, things? Uh, sometimes when I'm working out, but normally in the car. Yeah, same yeah. for me. I listen to the car. Well, the thing, too, is I like to hear if it sounds any different in the car than it does in my office when I'm editing it. Because mm. sometimes there's a little bit of a difference, but... Generally, it stays the same, so I, I do that. And then later on in the day when I walk my dog, I usually put my headphones in and then just take a listen hmm. while I walk the dog. There's been a couple episodes that I like so much I listen to them twice. Hmm. Which but, ones are those? Uh, well, the one that we did most recently on death and... and, hmm. and with Tom Purcell. With Tom. I, I learned in hospice work um, that you need to figure out whether it's a time of sickness or a time of dying. Mm. Um, because they're they're very different. So um, if I'm in a time of sickness, I mean I'm going to fight like hell for my life, okay? Mm-hmm. And I want people to pray for my recovery uh, because that's that's the approach I'm taking. If it's a time of of dying, that means I've I've accepted the fact that um, I'm I'm on the out. And that's a totally different trajectory, and it's it's a very different uh, uh, type of prayer that's being offered. Um, and a lot of times you have family that's on a different page, and that's where it gets you know that's where the dynamics can get can get messed up. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, because people don't agree all the time, and you know the, the wife wants the husband to continue to fight like heck mm-hmm. to, to preserve, and the, and the husband wants to lay down. You yeah. know, and say no, no, I'm done with all of this chemotherapy and everything else. None of this is working anymore. Please just let me go to God. Yeah. And then the other one, the Halloween one, I did listen to that oh, one. That was, yeah, that was my favorite one. Yeah. We just gotten we gotten really good conversation. I like when you know we've got a decent question. And then we start talking, and then it just – I like when things get deep and we get in a really yeah. meaningful conversation and then some sharing comes out that you didn't expect. I, I think that's always, always yeah. cool. Yeah, I think, I think the Halloween one was, my, was, was the one that was the most fun for me, I think. We, we just had a lot of fun doing that one with Maria, mm-hmm. um, talking about you know, what, what we've dressed up as in the past, what things have happened on Halloween in, in our lives, which I think was just fun. I, this is totally politically incorrect, but I think I dressed up as a bum all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever remember. I have to go back. I have to ask my brother if I if he has pictures because I just remember wearing like yeah ratty clothes and just yeah saying I was yeah. a, like I, I, I was a drifter. I got on the a drifter. You know, yeah, like yeah. I got on the trains and yeah. made my way around. Yeah, so. I think but, my sisters and I were like ballerinas one year. So mm. there's like all of us in little pink tutus, which we never did ballet, but right. Yeah. 
Or, or you know, the other thing, growing up, you, you could buy a, back in the 80s, a costume that was basically a plastic sheet oh, that yeah. went on the front of you and then a matching mask. Right, yeah. Of a I had that a few so years. I probably did that. I was Shazam one year. Uh-huh. I, was, I was Batman one year. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was always that – that was a lot of people to go to, I think, back in, in those Yeah, it was days. easy. It, it was, was easy. a nice yeah. mask and a little, you know, front cape. And yeah. That was fun. And the costumes weren't expensive. They were pretty, you know, 999. Yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah, but if you, know, yeah. if you walk by a, 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 a jack-o'-lantern with a candle in it, you could go up in flames. Our, our old buddy, uh, Brooke uh, Uline, who used to co-host this with us, yeah. she, she actually texted me that day. I think she texted she you, did, too. Yeah. Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah, and said that that was her favorite episode as well. well it, was fu- it was also funny. It was funny, It was yeah. really funny. And, and as you said, not in a way that's silly. It was just funny. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. not silly but fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, – couple of other ones i think that we that we really enjoyed um taylor the taylor swift one was one that you know one i think we learned a lot about mm-hmm. emory allen mm-hmm. <laughs> who's our um archivist and a huge swifty now um who came in and just talked about can that be a religious experience but i thought like you said that kind of got into like a deep conversation about you know what is a religious experience anyway mm-hmm. you know what are, the, what are the marks of that you know it was so funny she would like you know like point at different sections of the crowd and everybody would just like go oh my gosh it's taylor swift um and i mean i was doing the same thing like, like oh my gosh <laughs> it's taylor swift i love that <laughs> it sounds like a meme <laughs> but so in Enchanted, she was wearing the most gorgeous dress I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I was like, I really wish I could own this dress. It's beautiful. And I was enchanted to meet you. She bowed down and pointed to the rest of us. And I was like, that is genuine. She is genuinely very happy that 77,000 people are packed into Heinz Field right now singing these songs with her. She genuinely... There, there's no there's no part of her that's not genuine. I think every time she shows up somewhere, she is herself. And she and what she, the things that she is saying, she means them. And, you know, I think a lot of people, I think there's places in the church where that's happening, but I also think there's places in the church where that's not happening too. And I think where, that's... What, what is and what is not? Yeah. Genu- genuine or authenticity? Or I think or? the genuine authenticity. Like there's there's sometimes where, and, and people have encountered this, where they feel like, I don't feel like I'm seen by the church. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't feel like I'm seen by this person. Or like, there's like something that I can't connect to. But like God and Jesus, like the Trinity is the most knowable thing being in the universe right god is so knowable that he renders himself unknown they do they do take us to other places right yeah and when people find especially with music people are very moved by music they connect with it if there's something good there there's something true you want to kind of get at it and um and that because that's a way in to talk to people about important things yeah yeah exactly what's been the most fun for you just doing this show i like being able to showcase different people, particularly those who work on our staff or yeah. are in this building, so that, um, you know, when I started working down here, Bishop Molesic said that he, he wants the face of the diocese to be outward facing, and that it's not just him, but we're all called to be evangelizers. Right. And so I think we've introduced, hopefully, people to. Um, some of our colleagues who work down here and then some outside folks too who are doing good work um, out in the field and 
showing um, the 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 diverse look of of our our diocese and what's going on here, yeah. especially even here at fourteen oh four. Yeah. So I like I like that a lot. Yeah, I think for me. Uh, when I go outside to do either a presentation at a parish or we do theology on tap once a month or wherever I end up finding myself, um, I'll be talking to someone randomly and someone will come over to me and they say, are you Mike Hayes? Mm. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, I recognized your voice. <laughs> and I mm. was like, okay, that's weird. Mm. Um, it happened to me, interestingly enough, uh, in confession recently. Oh. <laughs> I went to confession and the confessor said, are you Mike Hayes? Mm. <laughs> I was like, yes. He said, I recognize your voice on the podcast. Mm. And I was like, that's funny. If I tried to be anonymous in confession, it wouldn't work. Um, but it was uh, it was funny. And yeah, you have to whisper if you want to be anonymous. Yeah, it's exactly. To... Yeah. But um, but it's funny. And people have like come up to me and just said that they've enjoyed the show and that they, they often point out an episode that was meaningful to them or that they really liked that question and then they'll have, they'll usually pepper me with like two or three questions that we could use for the show, mm-hmm. and we just I just bring those back, and then we and we do use them. So you know, we try to keep the people who who ask the questions as anonymous as they want to be. Most of them say I don't want my name attached with this, but I have this question. Mm-hmm. So, well, I should say too. Another thing I like about the show is that we're we're doing it. Yeah, and right. When when I first started down here, you you were already down here, mm-hmm. and and Francine and Terry and Miguel at the time. Um, but I remember asking, like, what are your dreams? What would you like to do? And one of the things you said, we need a podcast. And you already had the experience in radio and podcasting. So in a, in a way, this is your baby. I'm happy to do it with you. Yeah, but the, it's it's uh, it's nice that you said, I think we should do this. And then we did it. We and, it and, yeah. and, and we started out in a little room with no... Um, well, this room doesn't have windows either, but <laughs> it has lights and a screen, and now we have cameras. So in order to get something going, it's got to start somewhere. Yeah, you know, exactly. a seed doesn't grow overnight into a huge tree. It, it develops. So that's the same way that I think this ministry of podcasting developed too. Yeah. So thank you for the initiative. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. Um, it's, it's something I've always loved doing. Um, I, I can remember back in the day when I started podcasting at Busted Halo, I said to, to Father Dave Dwyer at the time, I said, you know, you and I both have a radio background. We should do a podcast. And he said, what's a podcast? I and mean, this was way back. Mm-hmm. It's like 2004, I guess. And um, I said, yeah, I said, I had the same question. Like, you know, a few months ago when I started looking into this, I said, it's a show that you can listen to on the internet. And I said, and this is how they do it. And, you know, it was named after the iPod at the time. You know, people mm-hmm. were just downloading music and everything else. And so people thought we should download these little shows that people can put in their iPod. Is and that when it started, around 04? Around there, probably a little bit earlier. But um, I remember a friend of mine, I had asked him what he was thinking about doing next. Um, and he said, yeah, I'm really thinking about doing podcasting. And I, I had the same question. I said, what the heck is podcasting? Hmm. And so he told me, you know, he sent me like a little article on podcasting. And I looked it up. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. The funny thing was, is that Father Dave's college friend literally at the time wrote the book on podcasting called Podcast oh. Solutions, a guy named Chris Meadows. And so we brought him down and he kind of taught us everything that we, we needed to know about producing the show. And um, Father Dave uh, built our little studio in, uh, at 59th Street. And then um, I did the rest of the technical elements behind. So it kind of worked out nicely. Is that right at the top of uh, or the bottom of Central Park? 59? Correct. Yeah. So um, th- there would be one west block side west. Or th- east? west. Th- so they'd be about okay. a block, a block and a half west. Did they have the right down the street from Lincoln Center? Yeah. Did they yeah. have the 
Bible Museum there for a while around that yeah, area? Yeah, that, that's up the street. For okay. that's a, that's like right across the street from Central Park. Okay. Um, yeah, and like it's on Central Park West, if my memory serves me right. But yeah, that's still there. Cool. Yeah, it's a nice area. I mean, I, I enjoyed being in that part of the city all the time. Central Park was there. Fordham Lincoln Center is right across the street from St. Paul the Apostle mm-hmm. Church, which is the mother church of the Paulists. And um, we were in the rectory around the corner, the old rectory around the corner. There's a new parish center now that they have all their offices in. So we took the old pastors and associate pastors offices at the time and we used those as our first offices he's actually moved across the hall now down down the hall to the other side um where our vocations people used to be um yeah, Busted Halo is over there. So I get confused when I walk in. I go to make a right. I'm like, nope, that's the president's yeah. office now. Let's go the other way. Um, but yeah, but it was fun. It was fun doing it there. And that turned into a radio show for him on Sirius XM that I helped produce for a little while. And um, he's still doing that 13 years later. Um, cool. He came here for a summer to do theology on tap for us. And uh, I said, how long have you been doing this show? About nine years? He goes, 13, thank you. And mm. I was like, oh, good Lord, 13 years. That's amazing. And so hopefully we'll have a run like that, right? You know, 100 shows. That's, not, that's nothing to sneeze at within, you know, a year, year and a half or so that we've been doing this. Yeah, so please, if you're listening uh, and you enjoy the show, share it with others. Let people know. I think it is a nice way to know what's going on in the diocese, too. You know, yeah. um, no matter the age, you, there's something for you. So Yeah, rate and review on, on Apple Podcasts, if you would, or on Smash Spotify. that subscribe button. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I share your experience about introducing people to other people in the in the diocese here. I think it's been great. I think um, people have really gotten to know you know Bishop Woost in a new way. You know, he's he's by the way, he, we should just have him on every week because he's the most popular yeah. guy. I mean, yeah. he has over five hundred downloads, and uh, that's our most popular one on the one that he did uh, with us recently on. Um, should you hold your hands up during the Our Father? Mm. Um, the only thing that it says is that during the Our Father, the priest extends his hands in what's called the Orans position. Mm-hmm. So it's with arms extended and hands upraised. This is actually a very ancient uh, posture for Christian prayer. We see the early church fathers writing about it, mm-hmm. and it was very common for all early Christians to hold their hands up in prayer, particularly ah. when praying the Lord's Prayer. But at Mass, the only one that is required to do that is, in fact, the priest. And he holds it up during the the Our Father and then for the embolism, which is that little prayer that follows the uh, the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he's supposed to bring his hands together. Now, in many of our churches, some of our people do hold up their hands Mm -hmm. during the Lord's Prayer. There's nothing that says that they can't do that, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing that says that they should do that. A lot of places where they have had either prayer groups or the charismatic renewal or some kind of renewal program or retreat program in the parish, people have kind of become accustomed to holding their hands up during Mm -hmm. the Lord's Prayer. So it's certainly, they can do it, but there's nothing in the rubrics or in the general instruction of the Roman Missal that says that they have to. The rubric simply says that the priest has to hold his hands up. Liturgy questions, too, I think, are ones that people like. You talk about that all the time. They're also controversial, too. Yes, also true. Yeah. Yeah, so... We try, you know, we're not shy about controversy, but we, you know, we, we don't seek controversy. Right. right? Yeah, we're not trying to uh, um, make clickbait for you. Although we do like the questions to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. there's enough of, of 
stories getting people angry and getting people afraid that hopefully when you tune in here, we bring you some joy and maybe some depth of meaning, better understanding of our Catholic faith, and let you know what's going on in the diocese. Yep. So Between the jokes, we do teach you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How's this, how's this different for you than a radio show or Busted Halo? Yeah. What, what would be a distinction hmm, there? That's a good question. Um, one, I think that, you know, that, like this position's different. You know, my position's really like more of like to train the trainers where I was doing a lot more. And our and our work at Busted Halo was solely media. You know, it didn't, yeah. you know we, we had a retreat ministry also, which I really enjoyed. That was one of the reasons that I, that I moved on from there was because I was really enjoying the retreat ministry and doing spiritual direction with young adults. Um, and it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying the media stuff, but I like I felt more called maybe to do the other stuff. And I said I always like to use media as a means of ministry, mm-hmm. as opposed to just doing media Got for it. media's sake. And so I think that for here, I think that's what I'm doing. I think I'm doing I'm using this as a means of ministry, um, and as a way to you know get people to know us a little bit more, so that they know all the other stuff that we're doing. Right. right? So I right. think that that's it for me. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. Yeah. All right, so uh, 100 shows down, 100 more to go. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's take a look. Hey, uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe is coming up, and so let's go for a church search this week to Our Lady of Guadalupe in Macedonia. Correct. So it is Father Kevin Shemaga, who is the pastor out there. And I was out there this summer. They have a Monday night formation. I talked to their young people mm. about the four Gospels. The church is it's fairly modern. Um, it's wide. It's wide open. Yes. Um, nice windows. It's clean. Um, I haven't been there for liturgy probably since I was at Hudson and I covered down there. Mm. But um, I don't know. I don't know if that. No, well, Francine's Northfield, right? So right. Northfield, Macedonia, all those are around because you've got Saints Cosmos and Damien, Hudson, and and Guadalupe Don't in the same be. place. But, yeah, yeah, it's a nice parish. That's good. So check them out. And then uh, our gospel for this coming week, hey, we're in Advent. Happy Advent, by the way. Um, Jesus said to his disciples, be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It's like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or a cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like the first reading, too, because it's a call for repentance and relationship. Like, even the crazy line. Um, Behold, you are angry. We are sinful. All of us have become like unclean people. All of our good deeds are like polluted rags. Mm. We have withered like leaves. Our guilt carries us away like the wind. But then it ends. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are the work of your hands. So you're naming like how serious it is, how troubled things are. It's true. That's our experience. But the Lord saves us from that. And he wants to, he wants to be with us and save us. So um, it's a time to prepare our hearts to let them in. Nice. My classmate Mark Tomeco did his mass enactment the other night at uh, St. Francis Xavier in, in Medina, and this was the Sunday that he had to enact. And uh, he, he was nice. He said, you know, we're, we're all waiting for Christ to come again. You know, we're on the watch for that. He goes, but we also have to be watched for another coming, and that's the coming that Jesus is 
in every day. Yeah. You know, are we on the watch for Jesus in our everyday lives all the time? Because he's there if we bother to look at it, but most of the time we miss it. So yeah. be on watch. I was like, very nice, Mark. Good job. One of the church fathers does that. I think it's in the third Sunday of Advent reading in the Office of Readings. He talks about Christ's first coming, his second coming, and in between is the coming like right here, right now. Right. So yeah, it's that's cool. exactly what Mark did. Yeah, so that's great. Um, so happy 100. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everybody. It's been really a, a lot of fun for us to do the show, and um, we hope that you're having fun too. So we'll check you out next time. You're on Question of Faith.